so let's do it. <laughs> let's jump right into it. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Pressing Forward, the podcast. Diana is actually, um, she's going to jump on. She's just running a little late. So we're going to get this thing started. We got Lillian on the line. Um, Lillian, what's up, man? What's up? What's up? Thank you for having me on. No, thank you for having us. And then on top of this, so Lillian does a great job at using social media. She's on <laughs> IG Live too, guys. <laughs> so if you're tuning in, we're recording here. What's up, guys? What's up, guys? <laughs> um, so the reason I wanted to have you on, well, Deanna and I wanted to have you on is because I think you have a great story. Um, and we actually met, again, going back to the root of everything, basketball. Basketball mm-hmm. is a universal sport. You don't even have to speak the same language as somebody. But as soon as you pick up that ball and you start moving it around, it's a language right there and in itself. Yeah. So we met uh, on a free agent team COVID year, summer of COVID. We played basketball. We were safe. None of us got COVID. Not that I know of. I didn't have COVID. Um, and Lillian was a monster. She was, she was a beast on the court. You know, I was just, you know, just happened to be in her presence, you know, just a superstar that played overseas <laughs> in, in Spain, you know, no big deal. Um, <laughs> but then we, uh, I started, you know, we followed each other on social media and I got to see kind of your progression. And it's kind of crazy that I've known you for like a year and a half now and how much you've grown just professionally. So Lillian, I want this to be a conversation, not more so of an interview, but if you can give, I know you sent me a background and everything. I know you came from New York, Philly, you played overseas, all of that snazzy jazz, but can you tell our listeners like a little bit about yourself? Yeah. So, um, so I was born in New York in Staten Island, even though a lot of people don't consider New York, whatever. Um, born in Staten Island. Then I moved to Jersey, um, lived, lived in Jersey for most of my life. And then I myself moved to Philly last year. Um, so it's been really interesting. And then, um, so yeah, I graduated from college in 2015 from Goldie Beacom in Delaware and I went overseas for two seasons. So 2015 and 2016, 2016, 2017. Um, and I was playing in Almeria, Spain in España. And, um, those ours, you know, baby, I, those ours. you know what I mean? <laughs> So um, when I came back, um, so my second season, we won the championship and I was like, all right, I'm good. I kind of achieved my dreams. Now let me get into business because business, um, real estate and business in general was always like an interest to me. So um, got into that and now here I am. So yeah, we met through um, basketball because basketball will always be a part of my life. I play it recreationally now um, and I love it. So yeah, we met through that and it's been pretty cool since. I know, right? Um, So what did what exactly did you go to to school for and um, like how was how was it living overseas away from your family because that's kind of the reason you're back now right your family yeah, yeah. so um, all right so first I majored in business administration in um, at Goldie Beacom and um, I always knew I wanted to get into business but you know when you're playing basketball in college you know everybody says you major in basketball. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's, it, just, it just consumed your life, literally. Yeah, exactly. So um, when I went overseas, it was kind of like it was crazy to me because it was always a dream to play like at a professional level. And whatever level that was, whether it was WNBA or overseas, um, I just wanted to play. I didn't really care. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, it it was exciting, but it was tough at the same time. So there's challenging parts to everything in life. Right. So what was challenging was obviously being away from family for a long period of time. Like you're gone and you're, and you're big on family. 
Yeah, 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 definitely. Like, I love being around my family. I need breaks from them sometimes, too. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so definitely being away is a challenging part of it. Um, financially, it's challenging, um, you know, unless you're like a star player out there. You know, it's challenging when you're starting your career, kind of like anything else, essentially. You're still working your way up. It's like it was crazy because I felt like I worked my way up so much in college. And then I got to the next level and I like and you had to start all over again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably the worst part because you you kind of reached your peak in college and then you're like, all right, let's keep it going. And right. it's just like, boom, smack in the face. Like, no, this is reality right. now. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm like this new player from, you know, from America or whatever. What's crazy enough is my first game, um, the first game I flew out. So they, my first season, they had already started the season. So they started, I think, in August. And I flew out there in October. And so my first game, I dropped 32 points. Crazy. Dang, yeah, like, just, I was just, I was this new girl fire. from America. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, I was on fire. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm feeling it. Like, this is good. Like, you know what I mean? I don't even know how that happened because the, the gameplay is completely different. The basketball is completely different. Everything is so different. I, I was just in the flow in that game. I was about and to say adrenaline game, probably too. Yeah, it was everything. So then in the next game, I feel like I think I dropped like, I don't know, like 10 points or something like that. And they were like, Lily, like, what's going on? What happened? <laughs> 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 Did they ever pronounce your last name? Oh, no. They, they say like Chewiski. They don't know. <laughs> I never really cared. I never really cared. But, you know, for all y'all out there, it's pretty simple. It's Chuck Weezy. So, um, so yeah, basically my challenges out there were, yeah, financially and then also just being away from my family and then just not understanding how things kind of go down overseas. And there's a lot to it. It's crazy because a lot, I keep saying it's crazy, but it is crazy. A lot of people don't even know how the overseas no, lifestyle works. Like, it, like if I was still overseas, like I actually did start a, my YouTube channel when I was overseas, but if I was still overseas and anybody who's overseas or looking to go overseas, start a YouTube channel and document all that because nobody knows how it is living overseas. Nope. I actually nobody started, knows. a friend of mine is overseas right now. Um, I don't remember where, but he kind of did the same thing because nobody believes the things that he says. Yes. Yes. That is a great idea. It's important, too, because it gives other people references, right? When you're thinking about or you can even go back like, yo, if you're if I'm talking to somebody like, yo, go look at my friend's YouTube channel. Like, this is what actually happens. Mm -hmm. No, I'm like, listen, you don't know half the stories out there. Like, it gets crazy. Let me not go too crazy because I'm going to go on rants. I'm (laughs) going to let you kind of narrate. Just let me just ask me another question and I'll figure out where to go from there. No, it's all good. So, um. No, what, what, what we were saying is you being away from your family, studying and everything like that. Um, and like I said, Deanna's going to jump in any minute now. Um, sure. But before we get into why we have you on the podcast to talk about all the great success and you leveraging your social media, what was that like, that transition from being overseas for two years, playing professional basketball and then coming back and kind of because you got to kind of find your footing. How did yeah. that work? How was that transition? What was that transition like? So that's a really, really good question because going overseas is like, it's like, I was going to compare it to like going to to the military, but even with the military, you get skills. And when you come back home, you go overseas, you don't like, you come back, your resume is blank. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, like you can't go to a job and be like, oh, well, you know, 
I played basketball for five years. This is my experience. Like you, that doesn't really fly. They're like, well, what experience do you have to continue con- contribute to this current job? So when I came back home, I was like, oh, wow. Like I really don't have anything on my resume for like the past like two and a half years. You know what I mean? So it was interesting for me. It wasn't a big deal because I I knew I wanted to start my own business. I didn't want to like work my way up the corporate ladder. So it wasn't that crazy. Yeah, I had my degree. But as we know, degrees don't really mean too much, Um, you know, if unless you're becoming a doctor or whatever the case is. So I had to kind of like figure my way out. And for me, getting overseas, I was able to get overseas through networking. So when I came back home, I just did the same thing. So I started talking to my friends. Hey, what are you doing right now? Can you get me in your job? You know what I mean? Like right. that type of thing. Right. So, that, and that's great that you you mentioned that because so many people that come on our podcast, and it's something I preach because I'm a firm believer in it. People be like, people will call me like, Maisha, I need somebody. Do you know somebody that can fix my tire right now? It's 1 a.m. in the morning. I'm like, yeah, I got you. Go to X, Y, and Z. Maisha, do you know a lawyer? I'm like, what do you need? What kind of lawyer? Yeah, I got you. Maisha, do you know X, Y, and Z? Because networking is going to get you so much further in life than anything else. And it's something that, I honestly, I, I, my network kind of came because of my personality, but not everybody has that. So that's like so important. I love that you're, you're talking about that right now. Yeah, no, it's true. Like your network will get you farther than anything. And it's like, like, I can tell you're very like outgoing, like, you know, you speak, like you, you kind of look to get to know people, you know what I mean? So it's good. And not everybody is, I guess, maybe as extroverted or whatever, but people still are able to network and get to know other people in different ways. Like um, there's this real estate investor that I follow. Her name is Aisha Selden. And she's actually really, really big in Philly. And she considers herself a major introvert, but her way of connecting with other people is Twitter. Like she goes on Twitter and she goes on like these financial rants and people resonate with that and they connect with her. So you don't have to necessarily be like, Oh, like all the way out there and just like talking all the time. Cause like sometimes I don't feel like, you know, networking with people, but you know, I might do it or like in person, but I might do it on social media or, you exactly. know, vice versa, whatever the case is. And we're but, definitely um, going yes. into your social media. Yeah. Yeah. We, we got a lot to talk about, but um, yes. Yeah, so when I came back home, I simply just leveraged my network. I started hitting people up and just seeing what they're up to. And then I was able to get a job um, through, Oh, hi, she's on. <laughs> yes. She's, she's connected now. Okay. So yeah, I was able to get a job. Um, for my friend, you know, put me on to, you know, that their, his job was hiring. And I, from then on, I pretty much leveraged that to start getting into real estate. So that's pretty much where my journey started. I love that. So again, just going back to it, networking, networking, networking is the most important thing outside of your degree. And I'm a firm believer in that. Guys, Deanna just jumped on. Like I said, she had an appointment. She was running a little late, but we're here. We've recorded on, well, typically we like to record on Tuesdays in the evening. Sometimes we push times back and things of that nature. So schedules. Go I appreciate you guys pushing it back for me. I appreciate. No, I appreciate you for uh, for actually being on and making the time to to meet with us. What, did you have a showing or something earlier? No. So I actually had a a call with somebody else trying to trying to get this deal closed out. So yeah. Did you Did you close it? Well, working on it. Real estate takes time. <laughs> there you go. So that's why we want you. We have you on because um, Deanna and I were first time home buyers when we bought our home. I was just telling somebody we bought our home. We were 23 years old, Deanna, 20, 22, 23. Girl, don't put my age out there like that. <laughs> we, no, we, we were young. We were we were young is what I'm trying to say. And people, I would love to kind of talk to that. So can we start talking about your journey through real estate and what we really essentially want to get 
out of you is tips on first home uh, for tips for first time home buyers, um, and also kind of tips for people that want to get into real real estate. I have family members that are actively looking to go get real estate license and things of that nature. But if we can kind of talk through your journey, we'll we'll get to those we'll get to those parts in a little bit. <laughs> okay, so. Um... So basically, this is how I got started in real estate. I read a, a book. A lot of people, it's kind of controversial, but it's called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I read that back in college. And that pretty much, yeah, it's, 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 I mean, it's a good book. The concepts are, are there. Um, now, what they do aside from that, I don't know. But anyway, I learned a lot from that book. And, um, and it's pretty much looked down upon because, like, I also went to their conferences and their comp like they they basically get you in crazy debt to start out. I mean, it's like twenty five thousand thirty. It's crazy, but I, I didn't jump. I didn't jump into it, but I did drag my mom to the conference and she learned. So I mean, it was more of an experience. Um, but basically, I learned a lot from that. And then and I was in college. And then um, after I played overseas and everything, I came back home. I was like, all right, I'm ready to kind of get started. And prior to actually getting involved in real estate, I was doing a lot of like uh, digital marketing. So I was marketing for like gyms. I used to work at gyms, like a bunch of gyms. And I would do like their Instagram marketing, Facebook marketing, running ads and everything like that. And um, but real estate just piqued my interest more. So when I came across this opportunity called wholesaling, um, it was funny because my brother and I came across it at around the same time. He came across uh, this guy named Mark Witten on The Breakfast Club. It was a YouTube video. Great, really great video. And then um, um, or I came across Mark Whitten and then he came across this guy named Max Maxwell. So basically we started in real estate by wholesaling. I don't know if you guys really know about that, but it's um, basically just kind of flipping contracts. Maybe I'll get into it later, but we started by wholesaling. Um, and then I became a licensed agent. And then, um, yeah, so right now I'm just dealing with a lot of buyers and sellers, helping people buy investment properties, um, helping first time home buyers and just doing anything real estate. So, yeah, that's coincidental. You and your brother found it at the same time. Yeah. Crazy. I mean, we do a lot of things at the same time. It's kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> that's super funny. Yeah. Uh, one, one thing I did want to ask you is um, so right now you say you're, you're an agent for investors and home and first time home buyers. Um, do you have a specific market that you work with? Is there a specific clientele that you look at? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So my base clientele are investors since I started out working with investors. So when you wholesale, you're literally working directly directly with people who want to buy fixer-uppers, people who want to buy properties cash. So that's mainly my clientele. Even now as a real estate agent, the only difference is that these people that want to buy investment properties are just simply using loans. So I still deal with people who buy cash and I still deal with, and I deal with people who now want to use a bank loan. So it's different ways to buy, but yeah, that's pretty much I work with investors and then like pretty much anybody else who kind of funnels in, I'll work with them as well, or I'll just refer them out to somebody on my team. So. I love that. Now, what um, are you working with a specific team? Or are you kind of by yourself? How does, what does that look like? I just don't, I'm literally clueless to the real estate world. Yeah, no, no, I got you. So I'm an independent, uh, independent agent. So I'm not necessarily working under a team, but I do work with a team of agents. Like we consider, you know, we're all partners and, you know, we'll partner up on deals or refer to the deals and figure out how to, no matter what, we're going to figure out how to get a deal closed. So technically I'm an independent agent, but I am underneath a brokerage. Every agent has to be underneath the brokerage, which my brokerage is eXp Realty. Good stuff. Good stuff. How did you find them? Or did they find you? So that's a good question. <laughs> so being in the wholesaling real estate world, um, 
I am on Twitter and I came across a real estate investor on there and her name is Cousin Anita. And she was like, I started just tweeting. I was like, all right, I think I'm going to actually get my real estate license. And for the longest time, I told myself I wasn't going to get it. But I was like, you know what? I'm just going ahead and get it. I'm, I'm going to just go get it. And then she was like, I was like, what brokerage should I look at? And then she named EXP Realty because I was originally looking at another brokerage called Keller Williams, which everybody pretty much knows about them. But I was like, all yeah, right. They're you know everywhere what? in my neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, you know what? Let me dive into the EXP. What is this? And then I realized all these different benefits. And it was just like, all right, this fits perfectly with what I'm trying to do and where I'm trying to go. So I'm just going to rock with them. So I joined them back in December, January-ish. And uh, yeah, it's been cool. I, I really like it because it's like, it's kind of like the Tesla of real estate. That might be a bold statement, but they're very, <laughs> innovative. They are a very innovative company and they have a lot of like millennials. So like we, it, it, it's, pre- it's pretty cool. I like it. Interesting. So I do kind of have a, I don't know how, how hard of a question or how intense of a question this is, but how is it being a woman of color in real estate today in these, in these times working with a millennial Tesla like company? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So it's actually like when it comes to like the whole thing of color, I try not to, make any like rash like assumptions or decisions because obviously being of color is going to be some type of discrimination right now whether I want to put all my energy into it is one thing versus just to you know move on not necessarily ignore it but just choose where my energy will be best suited. So, I mean, I'm sure there's situations that happen that I necessarily don't really know about where it's like, oh, well, they probably didn't work with me because of this, that, and the third, or, you know what I mean? Like, I haven't dealt with anything blatant. Um, so I don't, I don't have too much of a bad experience when it comes to that, but, you know, I'm sure. Like, I've held open houses, like, somebody comes and it might not like the color of my, like, you know what I mean? Like stuff, I don't really. Subtle things. Yeah, that's good. It's good that you have that mindset that it's like, you know what? At the end of the day, I'm a person that's selling you this essentially. And to be able to have that mindset where it's like, you know what? I'm going in here. I have a goal. And regardless of what they think of me, I know what I want to get out of this. And that's just that. So I think it's important that we have people like yourself on on our podcast to say, you know what, sometimes you put that into the back of your mind and you just kind of push forward with what your goals are in order to, you know, Get to where you want to be. Down and press you just gotta, everything. Yeah, just you just kind of, you just got to, <laughs> you just got to push some, like not, not pay attention to certain things like that. Yeah, and decide where you want to spend your energy. Yeah. Cause you don't want to exert so much energy focusing on the negative aspects of things and that you lose sight of what your goal was in the first place. Right. So exactly. I love to hear that. I love, and, and love, the great love thing that. Apart- the great thing about um, being a Philly in particular is that there's a lot of us out here. Like, and I didn't I really realize how many until like I started living out here because I'm from Jersey mostly. So like I grew up in Cherry Hill, like that's like 70, 80% white. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, and I listen, I got some cool ass white friends. Sorry about Chris. I got some cool white friends. And so when I came to Philly, it's like 80% black. And I'm meeting people that never met white people until they went across the bridge. And I'm like, oh, that's crazy. Cause I was always the only black person in all my classes. So, yeah, <laughs> I tell people this ask all the Maisha, time. No, ask Maisha what she thought. Um no, all I, white I, people no, were. no, 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 because we're not she, into that no. because no, we're not no, doing because... it. We're not doing it. We're not doing it. <laughs> what I'm going to tell you is what I'm going to tell you is I went to a Catholic school in the city that's now closed Hallahan. And that I could have went to a neighborhood school and it would have been a mixed. I would I would have went to a neighborhood Catholic school, which would have been mixed with what I would grew up with black and, and Latino people. When I went to Hallahan, I went into the city and it was like literally a culture shock. I tell people this all the time because I've just lived in my parameters 18 years of my life. You know what I mean? I was never outside of that. So crazy because I had a complete opposite experience growing up. So I, you know, spent some of my childhood in West Philadelphia. Oh, sorry. My dog just came in. <laughs> um, but I spent some of that time in my childhood growing up in West Philadelphia. And then my parents moved us to Lansdowne. Um, and so the, the elementary school that I went to, my first best friend at this new school I was at, she was white and I still keep in contact with her today. And, you know, but I would still go back to, you know, West Philly to hang out with my cousins and stuff. And then as I started getting older, when I would hang out with like my cousin and her friends and stuff, oftentimes I would get asked, oh, why do you speak white? And my (laughs) response was constantly like, I learned to respond instead of getting an attitude, just saying, I, I don't speak white. I'm educated. I, you know, am lucky enough to be in a good educational system. I'm sorry that you're not. (laughs) And they would just kind of be like, uh, I wasn't expecting that. But after hearing it so often, it's like you got to try to outsmart them. <laughs> like you got to try to outsmart people who try to belittle you because you've been in a, you know, you're lucky enough to be in a system where, you know, you're learning and you're educated. Not to mention, like my mom, she <laughs> was an English major in college and she instilled that in us to you know, speak proper, so to speak. Right. And it's just so crazy, but. I feel that struggle though. I mean, we, you know, you growing up in the suburbs, you're going to feel that struggle. So. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and then you got you to Philly, you got culture like a, shocked. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. But I kind of had an idea of what it was. Cause it's not like, you know, you're like, when you're in South Jersey, you go to Philly, like it's normal. Right. So it's not like it was totally sh- culture shock, but it was like, Okay, yeah, this is really different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what what was that like? What was your first experience like going and showing a, a, a I guess, did you show a, a home or was it kind of, can you speak on like what your first experience of, of, a, of a showing was like? Yeah, I mean, you know, with Philly houses, so like my first showing, I started, again, I started at wholesaling, so I'm showing like fixer-upper properties. Like I'm showing like so really bad really yeah, bad yeah. so i mean i didn't have anything crazy happen um you know it was just a couple people came by investors it's not like you know i will say though um the squatters are different in philly because they got a little more aggression to them <laughs> they they are oh yeah um, they feel privileged special bunch where they yeah. are <laughs> 
Yeah, but thankfully on that deal, I was partnering with, partnering with somebody, so the guy handled that side of things. But I mean, you know, it wasn't nothing too crazy. Um, what what kind of shocks me about Philly and Philly real estate is, I mean, it's a good thing. There's a, there's a lot of black investors, right? There's a lot of a lot of black investors, but there's also a lot of black renters, right? So like, it's interesting to kind of see the market and. Like what I be trying to tell people when it comes to like, damn, this this might go a little deep, but um, so little controversial. Give it to us. This is really quick. A little controversial topic that comes up is typically gentrification, right? So, yep. I believe that gentrification is going to happen regardless, but the question is, which side of the fence do you want to be on? Do you want to be the person that is gentrifying, a.k.a. improving the neighborhood? Or do you want to be the person on the other side who is just watching the improvements happen and then being pushed out? So this is where it comes to why home ownership is important, because, you know, black people get pushed out every day because we want to focus on rent. We just want to rent all our lives. You know what I mean? We don't think that credit is important to, you know, to then buy a house and different things of that nature. So it's easy to get stuck on the renting side and then be mad when the white people come in and be like, oh, there's value in this neighborhood. I'm going to fix it up. <laughs> and then right, right. I'm going to charge you more. Or you uh-huh. have to get out. Like, is either you going to see the value in the area or somebody else's and they go do something about it. You know what I mean? So like, for it's me, hard when you don't invest into your own community, when you don't right. see the beauty in your own community, then somebody else will. And that really frustrates me. I'm going all over the place, but that really frustrates me because I will literally walk up and down these Philly streets and see people just throw trash everywhere. I'm just like, how do you expect anybody else to respect your community if you don't respect it yourself? The first person that needs to respect the community is you. If you don't respect it, how are you going to get mad at other people? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you don't make here. Sense. And people live don't here. think about that. People don't think about that. They <laughs> just, they <laughs> notice their community when other people are coming in trying to change it. Right. That's and then that's where everybody gets mad. And I'm just like, I mean, you trash it and other people see the value and you're going to get mad at them. Like, and they happen to be white. Sometimes they happen to be Asian. They happen to be in- Indian. Listen, matter of fact, the Asians and the Indians are buying up more than the white people. So mm-hmm. it's like, who are we going to be mad at? Everybody? <laughs> Everybody but us. Everybody, Everybody but us. us. <laughs> so that was a quick little rant, but let me let me pass it back to y'all. No, so that was that was good, though, because it brings you to uh, brings us to our other point. Right. First time home buyers, they don't know what that process is like. And sometimes buying. I know somebody that. Um, that purchases homes to fixer uppers um, just to do rental and things of that nature. So what's that process like? Like, how do you, what tips would you give to a first time home buyer? Somebody that's just, that's rented all their life. And at this point now wants to make the jump to ownership. So it doesn't have a good credit score, none of that stuff. Like, what does that give us all the detail? What, what all of that uh, entails? I got you. So my first advice, <clears throat> and this is a, this is personal, but I also believe, I mean, I've let me seen start it. taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> I've also um, seen some, you know, some pretty knowledgeable investors say the same thing. I believe your first purchase, your first home purchase should be an investment property, whether that's a single family house or a, um, a multifamily house. I believe house hacking, which is, you know, buying, let's say a duplex, which is a two unit house living in one unit and renting out the other, I think that's the best way to go about it because 
one, it'll cover your mortgage to allow you to live for free in most cases. And two, you're building up equity in a property that you can essentially take out or do whatever with later down the line. So I believe instead of just buying a regular single family house and moving into like your dream home as your first home, I think your first home purchase should be an investment property. I feel like when it comes to finances, you should always find assets to pay for your liabilities. Learn that enrich that. Yes, yes. That's like the first couple, that's the whole entire book. That's what they want to teach you. Exactly, exactly. So, um, yeah, I feel like the first home purchase should be a duplex, a triplex, or a quadplex because they're all considered residential residential real estate. And you can use a regular loan, a conventional loan, an FHA loan, whatever the case is, to purchase these properties, live in one unit, and rent out the rest and collect, you know, um, cash flow. So if you don't have good credit, first thing is to get your credit right. I personally um, suggest if your credit is that bad, because you can work on credit yourself. This is my thing when it comes to business, right? Give it to us. Now now she really about to get into it. Okay. You know, I got to sit up on this shit. She's sitting up. She she got her hands right. She she ready. Give it to us. Y'all better pay attention. (laughs) Listen, I think... A lot of times it's better to let professionals handle it, handle what they're good at. Right. So like there's things that we are all good at that we can also get paid to. And it makes sense to pay us to do it because we are experts in that field or we just know more versus you trying to do everything, trying to figure everything out on your own. And you're spending all this time and hassle and everything to try to do it yourself to save money. <clears throat> and what I'm, I'm saying is because people who have um, bad credit or they don't know what's going on with their credit or whatever the case is, they need to get their credit up. Yes, you can get it up yourself. You can definitely do it yourself. If you have like, you know, late payments, inquiries, bankers, like you have all this stuff on your credit, you can get it off yourself, but it'll take a lot of time and a lot of effort. A long time. Or you can simply, and and there's some people that do it. There's, There's a good amount of people that do it. I don't have the patience to do that. So what you can do is you can <laughs> hire a credit specialist to do that stuff for you. Granted, you're going to pay a couple hundred dollars, but is that better? Is it better for you to pay a couple hundred dollars and not have to think about it, know that it's getting done, or you spend all this time and money, you're not going to be doing it as often as you should because you have to be contacting these, um, these lenders and all these different people, you know, these collections offices to get all this stuff off of your credit. And that's going to take you time. And it's going to, you know, cause you to have headaches and everything, or you can just pay somebody. So like I tell my clients that don't have good credit, listen, I will refer you to this specialist, this credit specialist who'll get your credit up and going in the next six, 12 months. And, you know, we can start getting on this property search. But if you want to wait to do it yourself, you're probably not going to stay on top of it. And your credit, your credit is probably just going to get worse because you don't really know how to do it. So I just the feel property like that they're interested in might not even be there anymore. And it might not even. Oh, that's a whole nother thing. <laughs> property and your credit not even up there. That means you haven't gotten a pre-approval and you're still six to 12 months away from buying it. So why are you looking at Yeah, property? you got to let that property go. You got to let that one go. Like what? We'll, we'll, we'll circle back around in six months. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So um, that's just a few tips right there. Definitely work on get, getting your credit right. Um, stay at your job for two years. Um, it's crazy because I'd be advising people on having jobs and I've literally never had a steady job. <laughs> like I'm, but that's oh, my choice. I've never, There's nothing never wrong with wanted, that. <laughs> I never wanted a steady job. I was always hustling. I was always doing things, but um, definitely need a steady job to qualify for a loan. 
Um, and then if you want to flip properties, that's a whole nother thing. I don't know if you want to go into that. It's a separate process. Yeah, that is a whole different thing. My, uh, I have family members that do that and that's an, a, a beast in itself. So yeah. that's, that's yeah. crazy. Do you deal, do you deal with that type of stuff? Do you like work with people yeah. that, want, that flip properties? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like, so like I was saying, I deal with a lot of like cash buyers. So I find these buyers properties that they want to flip. And then I'll kind of be along with them along the process. And then sometimes like right now I'm working on um, two listings that one of the, one of the guys that, that flipped these properties, he wants me to list it. So I'm working on that. Um, But yeah, I definitely, I've been a part of the process. I've been in the process physically when my dad purchased properties and had us work to help him flip. Y'all better watch out now. Yeah. (laughs) I I don't do none of that work now, but that was way back in the day. Um, so yeah, I, I've had, I had experience with it. I don't want to personally see my brother wants to flip properties and I'm like, listen, I don't want to do this. <laughs> like it's so, so is much he just going to come to you to help you do it. Yeah. Listen, like I'm a, I'm gonna give him the property. I'm gonna I'm help him find the property. He could do it. Like, I don't want to deal with it. Like flipping is really good because it can bring you like a good amount of money if you know how to do it right. But it's like high risk, high reward. So if you don't do it right, then you can also lose a lot of money. Yeah, so, and that takes time too. And it also takes time. It's faster than, you know, purchasing a property and renting it out and trying to get money that way. It's a lot like, cause you can make 40,000 on a flip in like three, four months. You can do that like all day. But you got to know what you're doing and you got it like me and my brother, like we've spent thousands of dollars learning from people on how to do this successfully. Like we know how to do it. We just haven't done it because I don't necessarily want to do it. He does anyway. Um, yeah, it's a lot to it. It's a lot to it. You just gotta, you just gotta educate yourself on the process. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So you mentioned that you're on IG live right now. You're talking to your people. How would you say that social media, like how big of a role does social media play in the work that you do? Oh, this is my favorite part. Listen, this this is how we got, this is actually, (laughs) honestly, I saw you do, I, it was my intention to invite you like a couple, like we took a month off because of personal things, but I was going to invite you in um, August. And I'm like, dang, somebody got her before I could get her. <laughs> you slacking, slacking. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know what it is. I guess once you get on one, you, it just starts to roll. And like now, yeah, like next just, week, this weekend, I'm going to be on a podcast as well. It's just going, it's just going. So let's do it. Talk Let about it. Thank you guys for inviting me. So social media is literally like, I love it because not because you could scroll or whatever and see all this craziness is because of how many people you can connect with and impact, right? Like this whole thing right here is because we connected on social media. Like yep. you and me connected on social yep. media. It was like, yo, let's, you know what I mean? Playing this. And then here we go. Here we are. We played on the team and now we're doing a pocket. Like that's to me, that's crazy. The evolution of that. You know what I mean? And like you said, I agree it's with like, you hundred percent. Like it's been like a year and a half or whatever the case is. And this is all from social media. So like mm-hmm. that is so powerful. The people that you can meet, like there's no limitation to the amount of people that you can meet every single day on social media. Like you are limited when you go outside to the people in that area. You go on social media, you're not limited. At Literally all. and figuratively because we're still on COVID. All around the world. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So like, that's exciting to me to know that every time I log on to social media, there's a new person I can meet or a new opportunity that can be presented to me or I can present to somebody else. Like that to me is just so powerful. So when it comes to real estate, 
every day I'm meeting somebody online that either needs to buy, sell, or rent a house. So like, why would I not be online every single day? Now, granted, yes, it can get a little tiring and annoying being on social media every single day because sometimes you need breaks. But, you know, that's pretty much up to you. You got to figure that out without figure that out within yourself. But like the pro and the benefit of being on social media is like even on my live, like there's so so many people that I've connected with, like on my Instagram live, like. Yeah, just we were just, we were just on there waiting for waiting for this. Um, you know what I, mean? like, I love it. So <laughs> you actually do a lot with on TikTok. I'll be cracking up like uh, you'll be doing dances and everything like that. Like, can you talk about how has that led to opportunities? I know you said you got people asking you every day. How has, you know, just being part of the trendiness of social media and, and utilizing that? What does that look like? Yeah, so TikTok is really, really trendy. It's funny because by the time I literally get all my ideas from TikTok, like all my trendy ideas I get from TikTok because TikTok is the first place with all these trends, probably because there's all these freaking, you know, there's kids on there, but there's also adults on there. So it's yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. So it's just like, I don't know. They just come up with all this funny stuff and it, it just always works. So I get my ideas from TikTok and I just basically blast them out on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. And it's like so interesting to see like the different responses and the different um, engagement that happens. Like I might post something from TikTok onto Instagram and people on Instagram may have no idea what I'm talking about because it's only trendy on TikTok right now. Yep. You know what I mean? And the same thing with Facebook. Facebook, I definitely have an older audience because it's just, you know, it's your aunties. Because it's just aunties and them. Yeah. Aunties and them. They don't know what the hell's going on. (laughs) (laughs) What's this tic-tac you're doing? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So so it's just like, it's really interesting. But basically, I've been able to kind of curate an audience from TikTok from posting um, or utilizing the TikTok app, because I actually don't get too much business from TikTok itself. It's the videos that I'm able to create and the content that I'm able to put out there from TikTok that I simply just repost. So that's what's been really helpful for me and my business. Like I said, you know, once I post something, people are just drawn, whether it's something funny or something educational, they usually just reach out to me, drop a comment, whatever the case is. And the next thing you know, we're trying to figure out, you know, how they could buy, sell or rent. And that's pretty yeah, much I'm it. like, if this girl posts another damn video of her dancing and giving me <laughs> this, how you buy a house. No, I'm because like, it's oh, funny and that pushing said, it out. It's funny <laughs> that you said, the, uh, you know, like, <laughs> It's funny that you said when you'll post it to Instagram and people are like, oh, what is this? Because Maisha, she be showing me videos and I'm like, oh, I saw that already. <laughs> I'm like, oh. rabbit holes on TikTok. I don't do that. <laughs> oh my God. TikTok, if you ever want to get lost in the app, this is the worst app. Like you will. It really is. Because everything goes on a loop. So like nothing stops. It's funny how like they play to your psychology, like. If it doesn't stop, you're going to keep watching. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I don't have I don't have time for that. I have the attention span. of Me a neither. I'll be at work and I'm like, all right, let me see. I'm going to just be on here for five minutes. Five minutes turned mm-hmm. into 15 minutes. And I'm like, oh, shoot, I had an interview I was supposed to do. <laughs> I hope don't nobody from my job listen to this. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> TikTok is a rabbit hole. Yeah. So like when she shows you videos, it's like, well, I already seen it. It's like, 
you know, this is on TikTok two weeks ago. What you doing? <laughs> right. <laughs> and you got to faint and laugh because you feel guilty because it's like, right, damn, right. this is the third video no, she showed do me that I've seen already. You think don't it's that. that funny? I already laughed at it. Oh my God, that's so funny. Uh, ha, ha. Again, I'm laughing. Ha, ha, ha. So funny. <laughs> See, now I'm in trouble. Damn it. But that, that's, where you, that's where you go to get the trends. Like, mm-hmm. that's the first place. Like, I'm mm-hmm. telling you. So, Honestly, I, mean, I, I feel like TikTok is, is like a a video version of Pinterest. Like, tell me I'm wrong yeah. here. Yeah. People, people yeah, go on Pinterest because of, because of ideas and boards and mood yeah. boards and this, that. But now TikTok is just like moving it all around. <laughs> no, seriously, it is. With TikTok, people, it's crazy. I'm doing a presentation on Thursday night to like all these, uh, to realtors about like, um, about like short, short form video content. Because like some of my TikToks have kind of like uh, blew up a little bit. I mean, somewhat blown up. 15, 16. Oh, you know, on YouTube, you know something small, something small. Let, <laughs> let me go. Let me go down a rabbit hole when you're paying real quick. <laughs> no, you might be on. You might be on there for a while. <laughs> I probably will. <laughs> no, but some of them have kind of blown up. And like I've had like agents kind of want to understand the strategy behind it. So I'm literally I put together this whole section that says like you don't have to dance to be on TikTok. Like it's so many other people on there that are doing like straight up educational content and are getting millions of views. Like I'm like you don't have to dance at all. People are like, "Well, what do I got to do? Like if I'm not dancing to the so much, right? So like I put together this whole slide. But basically there's a whole educational side of TikTok. Like literally if you hashtag educational TikTok, you'll start to see all of this stuff. So, um yeah, I'm I'm actually starting to, like how you said, I'm always dancing or whatever. I'm actually, I want to put out like a series, I guess, but just another, a, a couple of videos to just show more of my educational side. So I'll be like talking to the camera just to show a little bit different, like, you know what I mean? Because I am always dancing and sometimes I find it hard to balance between in, entertainment and education. Like sometimes my stuff is just funny and it's cool. It like, is funny. I like making just funny stuff, but I also want to give my viewers some value. Like I want you to take something from it, you know, and if it's a laugh, then it's a laugh. I like that too. Cause I like to laugh, but I also want to give you something. So I'm going to kind of try to mix that in. So be prepared for my upcoming TikTok videos. <laughs> but see, that's the thing. Like when I watch your videos, you're, you're dancing and you're doing the trends, but you're actually giving out important information. And although it may seem, you know, simple, to somebody like me, to somebody that is in your field, they may see that and like, oh my God, that's, that's, a, that's a person I want to work with. It also gives real estate agents a personality. So I, I love that you do that yeah. because it, it gives you a yeah. personality as well. Yeah, real, real estate agents are, are pretty bland until, you know, the millennials are, are starting to kind of be cool, I guess, you know. Using I love that. Yourself a millennial? <laughs> Yeah, I'm a millennial. Look, look. Yeah, let's do it. Um, so I love that. And then um, if you want, can you plug in your uh, your social media? Right yeah, now? absolutely. And if you guys don't mind, I'll probably send it to you guys. If you could put like show notes, I guess. Yeah, so I got you. My YouTube is my, I mean, I got a long last name, but it's my first and last name. So this is why I'm going to give you all the link. Um, Lillian Chuckweezy <laughs> on YouTube, on Instagram, it's Lillian Chuckweezy. On TikTok, it's Lillian Chuckweezy. So definitely got to just check out that link. No, that is a that is a really cool last name, though. Thank you. Nigerian, <laughs> you know. So, but yeah, um, that's my story. Yeah, I love that. So we're definitely going to plug you in because I'm not going to put your last name. Twitter at Real Estate, Real Estate Lily. Come yeah, on. I'm going to plug you in. I got you. With two L's. I, 
<laughs> I love Twitter. Twitter is my favorite app. I actually I show Deanna stuff on Twitter or she'll show me stuff like I, I'm like, I see. Oh, oh here we go. Well, Twitter, Twitter is another beast. <laughs> yeah, Twitter, Twitter, Twitter is a whole other world. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love like, that. Yeah. So um, what what tips would you give somebody that's looking to go into real estate? And what does that process look like from start to finish and where you are now? So if you're looking to get into real estate, it depends. You got to figure out where you what exactly you want to do in real estate? Because I literally have this question. People ask me this all the time. And I'm like, well, what do you want to do? Do you want to become an agent? Do you want to flip properties? Do you want to wholesale properties? Like there's all these different niches. But typically people want to become a real estate agent because that's the most common like path or whatever. So I'll kind of give, um, I guess, the steps to become an agent. Um, So typically what you got to do is you have to go through online courses. And the course that I use was uh, Real Estate Express. And I can also give you all a link if somebody's interested in that. But I used that course, took that online, took me about three months to get through it. Now, there are other courses that actually you know what they have a one month live course as well. So if you want to do it faster, they have that option. Um, but you go through that online. It's all this educational stuff. And then after that, you have to sit for your state and national exams. Once you pass that, then you can now choose to decide which um, you can decide which broker you want to work with at that point, you know, whatever broker you kind of have to interview and see which one fits with you. Like I said earlier in the podcast, mine is EXP Realty. And then after that, you will pretty much hang your license with that broker and you'll be ready to go. Now, between that, there is a good amount of fees. I was about to say, wait a minute, that sounds a little too easy. <laughs> no, it's, it's a simple process, but you got to be kind of prepared. It's, it's, you know, it on average, it takes about three to four months. So if you are looking to get your license, it's going to take about three to four months between studying and actually taking the test. And of course, like I was saying, there's going to be fees in between. So like I actually just made a post today and I literally said, if you want to become a real estate agent to buy one house because you think you're going to save money, do not do that. Like that is the <laughs> worst. I literally had a friend that, that messaged me. It was like, hey, my mom said I, be, I should become a real estate agent because I'm going to save 33% buying my property. I said, who the hell? <laughs> Where did that logic come from? Oh, that man. That from? I was like, that, I, that would be everybody's answer to that. If, you know what I mean? I was like, no, don't do that because you're going to spend... Again, three to four months getting it. You're going to be studying hard. You already have a full-time job, plus you work overtime all the time. So it doesn't make much sense for you. And you're going to have to pay a good amount of money. Like it's honestly in Philly, it took me about anywhere from like 1700 to like 2000 to go through all the licensing, all the courses, um, the course material, um, you know, your paperwork, hanging it with the broker because you have to pay broker fees. So like it's a, a good amount of money to get started. And then there's fees to keep it going. Now they're all manageable fees because obviously you can make a lot more money, um, but it does take time, effort and money to get started. So um, that's probably the most simplest way for me to explain it. Um, and then, like I said, you know, you got to figure out exactly what you want to do in real estate. So obviously being a real estate agent, you're helping other people buy and sell and rent properties. Now, if you want to flip properties yourself, you do not need to be licensed. You do not, you do not need to be licensed to buy and sell properties. And you don't, you don't actually, now you do need to be licensed to be a wholesaler in Philly. Mm. But yeah, but I mean, it's a $200 fee. It's pretty simple, but um, 
Yeah, so you just got to figure out what lane that you actually want to be in. And there's so many other, I mean, you can be a short term, uh, you could be an Airbnb person. Like, there's so many other things in real estate. Like, just got to figure out what you want to do. I love that. So um, thank you so much. And like, I never knew what the price was or how much it cost or even the time frame between it. Um, so that was informative. So you said about seventeen to $2,000 with courses, materials, and about three to four months total to get licensed and do you pay uh brokerage fees like every year every sale so broker fees you pay typically every month so my broker fees for esp realty is pretty cheap it's only 85 dollars a month um and then you also have to pay your uh your local uh association fees so my local association is the greater philadelphia area because i'm licensed in pa so i um I pay fees to the Greater Philadelphia Association. So there's actually a difference between being a real estate agent and a realtor. And basically, so you can go through that whole process that I just said and just be an agent. But if you um, basically take like extra, it's like an extra course, but not really. But if you go through that and you pay for the association, now you are considered a realtor. And that's basically somebody who has a little bit more ethical training. So it's, it's that's pretty much the difference. It kind of just gives you a higher title as a realtor, but not really. <laughs> but you pay for it. So you pay for those dues and you pay for your broker dues. And the, the realtor dues are usually, I think mine are quarterly, um, but the broker fees are every month. So every month, your monthly cost is going to be like hundred or something dollars. So, right. Yeah. I love, I love all of this information. I hope <laughs> this podcast was fun. It was a fun episode for you to be on. Because that's like I said earlier, we like to make it conversational, but informative, kind of like your TikToks. Thank you. Fun, entertaining, (laughs) but informative. Um, Because like I said, I know know people personally that listen to this podcast that are currently looking for homes. But I also know people that listen to this podcast that is interested in going into real estate. So both both sides of the fence here, they're going to get some information. Yeah, I definitely learned a lot. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, I, I just want to throw it out there like the, the fees get, to get started. Like I said, like, it, you know, it might seem like a lot at first, but when you look at the potential of what you can make in real estate, like if you stick to it, if you're an average agent in a couple of years, you can make six figures like and and that's just from being an average agent that picks up their phone and that treats clients right, because naturally your circle will grow. And if you do your job right, people will refer you and you don't even have to do too much after that point. But like, don't let the fees, you know, stop you from getting started. And I actually made a YouTube video about the startup costs to become a real estate agent. So make sure you all check out my YouTube channel. I drop a lot of information. That's a common question. So I had to answer it. I love it. I love your energy. I love everything that you stand for. And I appreciate that you look just like us and you're making a total difference. Um, So I appreciate you for for being on. Like I said, I'm mad I didn't get to you first. Then then, now it looks like I'm just on. We're here now. We're here now. We're here now. All that matters. Right. Right. Before we leave you off, can you, uh, plug in again your social media and leave leave our viewers with with some two tips that you want them to take away from this episode all right cool so on my social media like i said earlier is lillian chuck wheezy and the spelling will be in the description so you guys will know how to get to me um that's on youtube instagram tiktok and twitter is at real estate lily with two l's um two tips that i would leave for anybody um listening so um 
if you are looking to get in real estate, like I said, know your direction, know exactly what you're looking to do. You might change directions, but at least figure out what you want to do now to get started and just get started. I was thinking about this earlier today where it's just like nobody's going to give you permission to go out and do what you need to do. Like just you have to start like all the stuff that I post on Instagram and everything like that. Like it's actually very like sometimes it's actually very uncomfortable. Like people don't like posting because, you know, it's you become a little bit more vulnerable the more that you share. But again, nobody's going to just give me permission to go out there and do what I need to do. Like, I just need to do it. So when it comes down to it, um, take action um, because that is what's going to get you moving forward in life or progressing in whatever you want to do. And then the second team, the second thing I would leave the people with is to do your research, because, you know, like Maisha said, there's a lot of people out here that have no idea about the home buying process. I did not know anything about the home buying process until I got in real estate. I should not have to get a real estate license to learn about the home buying process. But now we have Google, um, you know, and we have all these different sources. So you need to take time. Don't just rely, even if you do have a real estate agent, don't just rely on them informing you about everything because they also don't know everything you're trying to do. They don't know, they're not in your situation. So if you want to invest in a year or do whatever, you kind of have to do your own research to figure out what might be best for you. And then also leverage the knowledge of your real estate agent to help you go in that direction. But do not just solely lie on your real estate agent. You want to be informed yourself. So Take action on your goals and what you want to do. And then also always do your own research. Do not only rely on one person or one source to give you all your information. So, yeah. Dang. And make sure you get your credit up. And get your credit up. Get your credit up. Get your credit up. Do your dance. <laughs> facts. Do not just uh, rely on um, on your uh on just Google, but go, go, go check out Lillian, man. She is full of knowledge. Um, she is, she's awesome. You guys are going to fall in love with her personality. It's very, very easy to, to want to watch somebody and listen to somebody that's one passionate, but also entertaining like that. There's a, there's a smooth balance between the two and you give it all and you give it both. So again, thank you so much for being on a podcast. Thank you so much for dropping all the jewels. You left us with a quote. And it's probably going to be the quote as soon as I put it up on Instagram. <laughs> no one is giving you permission to do what you want to do. Yeah. Take life by the balls and just do it. <laughs> Make that a TikTok video. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Exactly. Exactly. I really With appreciate that. you guys for having me on. It was nice to meet you. It was I nice think. to meet you. Yeah, I'm glad you were able to hop on. And uh, Maisha, hopefully we get one of these leagues again. <laughs> Yo, I'll be I'm here in, to support I'm, I'm currently in a boot. I'm currently oh, in, a, you in a boot. Dang. Yeah, man, I'm old. I'm Ask old, her if she's so. wearing it right now. I know. I'm doing some rehab on my arm. It's, you know, we old. Yeah, we get We old, man. We old, Speak man. for yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely hit you up so we can we can start hooping as soon as I'm as soon as I'm ready. We're we, yeah. we going to be back yeah. out there uh, with that, guys. That's the end of this episode. Continue to spread love and positivity in this world. We need it. We're out of here. Peace. Peace.